0: You are listening to
1: Present Truth Ministries Radio, telling the world that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, and today, and forever.
0: Thank you for tuning in to PTM Radio. I'm your host, Brother Jason DeMars. This is a ministry of Present Truth Ministries. You can find us on the web at ptmradio.com. If you have any questions or feedback or testimonies, you can call us at 612-293-6846. And you can also uh, send us a testimony on the web. Uh, If you go to ptmradio.com and click on testimonies, there's a place to add it there. Thank you for tuning in again. We have part two of our interview with Brother Tim Dodd, and we will continue from where we left off. Really exciting to hear that. So let's let's go on. You mentioned Ethiopia. I'd love to hear more. Uh, I, I think that's just in its its um, very infancy that work there. So talk to me about that.
1: Ethiopia, Brother Jason, is one of the most sovereign and supernatural things i've been involved in and and i have to tell you the story from the beginning yeah please for years uh i had been burdened for ethiopian and it even tried to make contact with some people over there i knew an ethiopian man while i was still the pastor in northern canada mm-hmm. he gave me the contact of his uncle in ethiopia and Uh, who happened to be one of the first people we made contact with once we got into the country. But nothing seemed to open up for years. And and then the course of events happened that I moved to Cloverdale and, and began to work in missions here. And one day, or not one day, but during one week while I was in the office here, I was contacted by three different brothers in three different ways. One, I think, walked into my office and one... Uh, Phoned me and one sent me an email and they all had the same question in the same week Mm -hmm. and said brother Tim What are we doing for Ethiopia? (laughs) And of course that spurred my heart to say if God has put this Burden on these brothers right now Mm -hmm. Then he's trying to tell us to do something so I sat down with brother Biscoe and and Over the course of the conversation we agreed that now is the time to do something Mm -hmm. All right now I don't mean to take up a lot of time, but I've got to give you some details. Yeah, here.
0: please do. Let's do it.
1: All right. brother. Uh, there was a, at that time, uh, we have a school here attached to the church mm-hmm. uh, that is run separately from the church. The parents of the students run their school at, from grades one to 12. And, and they were going to, the young people there were going to take a trip to Uganda in 2013, okay. in the beginning of the year. Uh, I had been in contact with a young brother in Uganda uh, by the name of Basabosi. We call him Brother Bus for short.
0: Okay, yes. And
1: so uh, he was a single brother. He was an evangelist, and, and we were kind of uh, in contact through uh, texting and email just to kind of mentor him a little bit. Well, we got a little bit close, and... Uh, and so he met a young lady and as, as events would unfold, he was going to get married. Okay. And so he contacted me and said, brother Tim, I'd like you to come and do my wedding. And I said, and it was in January of 2013. And I said, brother bus, I, I'm sorry. I won't come to Africa just to perform a wedding. (laughs) I said, that's, that's a long way to go just to perform a wedding. (laughs) Yeah. But then I thought, well, you know, I'll just put it into the hands of the Lord. And I told him, but our young people are going to Uganda, which was his country in uh, March of that year. And I said, if you would postpone your wedding for two months, I'll go with the young people and I'll do some ministry and I'll do your wedding during that trip. (laughs) Thinking in my own self that, well, you know, if I'm a young man and my wedding's in January, I'm not gonna postpone it for two months just so I could get certain somebody to do the wedding. I wouldn't want to delay my wedding. Yeah. But he wrote me back and said, Brother Tim, it won't work for my best man to be here in March, but I feel more led to have you do the wedding than I do to have him as the best man. <laughs> wow. And, yeah, exactly. Wow well, was right. And so I thought, something's moving here. So it was during that time between January and March that these brothers got in touch with me about Ethiopia. And so I thought what can we do?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I, knowing this brother bus is a very good evangelist, very zealous, very, very, uh, a very good personality. The type of person that's easy to meet people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said to him, I says, what are you doing for your honeymoon? And of course I knew brother Jason that he wouldn't have a honeymoon because he'd be too poor. Yeah. Uh, I knew the answer would be nothing. And so I said to him, I says, how about if I buy you and your wife a ticket to Ethiopia? <laughs> <laughs> nice. And I says, "Yeah, I says maybe you could go in and kind of scout out the country and see if you can find anything, and and if you meet anybody or whatever, you know, just kind of have a nice time with your wife, but at the same time, just keep an eye out for any <laughs> doors that the Lord would open." Yeah. And so, to make a long story short, that's exactly what they did. And here's how it unfolded.
0: Mm.
1: They got married. And immediately left, I think two days later, on their journey on the bus. And the bus would take them through the country of Kenya. Mm-hmm. Now, let me think this right. The airplane tickets were from Kenya to Ethiopia. And they were on, I think, took the bus from, Ethiopia, from Uganda to Kenya. Mm-hmm. The details are not that important. However, in Kenya, they met an Ethiopian man. Mm-hmm. And this Ethiopian man, they introduced him to the message. And baptized him there in Kenya. (laughs) So immediately, they had their first baptism of an Ethiopian man. Wow. Now, now this young brother became so enthused, he says, you must, when you go to Ethiopia, contact my brother, natural brother. Mm -hmm. And so so his natural brother was living in the capital city of Addis Ababa. So they went to Ethiopia with this contact. They contacted him. His name was uh, Brother Adebi. And uh, they introduced the message to him sitting at a cafe, talking to him, and while he was sitting there, the truth of the message struck him, and he requested that they not leave before he's baptized. And so he ran to a friend uh, and, and borrowed a change of clothes and came back and asked to be baptized without delay as soon as possible. And they uh, took him it. and baptized him in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ.
0: Praise God.
1: Now, Brother Adebi also knew a sister in, in his former church who was very fervent and searching for God. It was a Pentecostal church. Okay. And her name was Sister Yodit. Uh, we would say Judith in English. Okay. But they say Yodit. And so they took uh, Brother Buss and, the, Bus and his wife were staying in a guest house. And Brother Adebi brought Sister Yoda to meet Brother Bus and his wife. Okay. And so they were sitting one evening together in the guest house and talking about what God has done in this day. Mm-hmm. And as they introduced the message to her, uh, finally uh, in the early hours of the evening, uh, they be, she began to catch the revelation of the Word and the truth of the message and, wow. and the necessity to be baptized. And so here they are at 9 o'clock at night and they're sitting there and she says, I need to be baptized. And they, <laughs> and they said, well, it's late in the evening. There's nowhere to baptize you here. She says, I will find a place mm-hmm. and I will be back. And brother bus had to tell her, she was so firm. And he says, please don't come back till morning. <laughs> and it was the time was going on. And, and, uh, so <laughs> uh she, she went away, but sure enough, at 9 o'clock in the morning, there she was knocking on the door. I found a place to be baptized, and you must come and baptize me. My nice. sister Yodid I, I give you her name because she became instrumental in uh, the spread of the message of the hour Whoa,
0: in that country. incredible.
1: Because one of the things that people have to understand about Ethiopia is that uh, the country has never been colonized. So, the people generally do not speak English, do not speak German or French or Spanish or any of the major languages. Hmm. They only speak their own language. Okay. And the message is not in their language. Yes. But the Lord led us to three or four English speaking Ethiopians. Wow. Very good English speaking Ethiopians right away. Incredible. So, you could see how God was opening the doors. And so Sister Yodit became the main interpreter at that time. Okay. So those are the three people that got saved on the first trip. Wow. And so God just began to immediately bring people to embrace the light of the hour. Then, seeing this, we arranged to send Brother Basabosi, Brother Bas, back to Ethiopia. And this time he was joined uh, by Brother Paul Mbaru from uh, Kenya. Okay, and uh, so Brother Paul and Brother Bus went back to Ethiopia for several trips, evangelistic trips together about two weeks at a time mm-hmm. and uh so they it's very difficult to get into the country of Ethiopia; they're very suspicious of foreigners, okay, and uh, so they've had to go in on a tourist visa uh tourist visas are no longer than a month, and so often it would be a two week trip, and you know you know yourself traveling the logistics and the costs of these trips are often quite expensive. Yeah. And so we we sure appreciate all the people that support as you do as well yeah, amen. that things are necessary endeavors to find those lost souls.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so s- since that time t- t- uh, tell mm-hmm. me more what's happened what's what's uh, uh I know I know a few things but I'm going to let you tell it because it's it's exciting. Okay.
1: <laughs> it is exciting. So Brother Paul and Brother Bus, they ministered in the country through Sister Yodit. She was the main interpreter. Mm-hmm. They spoke in churches. Uh, they spoke in a Lutheran church. They spoke, they, they actually spoke in a Rastafarian church, if you can believe it. Oh my, wow. And uh, yeah. And so they traveled into different parts of the country doing evangelism. And there's some tremendous testimonies. And I'll, I'll give you a couple. Mm-hmm. One time they were in the city of Adama, which is a university city. Okay. In that city, they had just arrived, the three of them. And so they're they're walking down the street looking for a place to eat, and they run into a young man. Okay. And uh, this young man is, is Mogus, we would say Moses in English. Okay. And he was uh, just finishing his university. He was studying to be a lawyer. And uh, they talked to him, and they said, uh, you know, where do you know of a good place where we could buy some food that was reasonable priced? And he pointed them out to a certain place. And then Brother Bus says, would you give us your phone number? And he said, why do you want my phone number? And they mm-hmm. said, well, we have come to this country to introduce what God has done in this hour. And we're t- sharing with people and we'd like to share with you what mm-hmm. God has done. And immediately the Holy Spirit struck Brother Moga's heart, and, and he he remembers saying within himself. He says, "These men have come from a long way to tell me the truth. I must listen to these men." Oh my! And so God immediately began to deal with him. And by the way, some of these testimonies we have video of from our recent trip there, oh, okay. and uh, we'll be putting that up on our on our website uh, very soon, hopefully.
0: Oh, nice! That'll
1: be that'll be, that'll great. be on BibleWay.org. Okay. is the name of the website. Yep. So, back to the story. So, they're, they're talking with Brother Mogus, and the Holy Spirit grips him, and uh, they begin to introduce the message to him, and Sister Yodit is there, speaks his language, but he also speaks good English. Wow. And so, God gets okay. a hold of him, and he's just finishing his law degree at university, and now he receives the message of the hour, and is baptized, and moves to the city of Addis Ababa, where the church is now, and he is now our full-time translator there okay. in the Aromic language in Ethiopia. Oh, awesome. So God just opening their doors and, and leading the right person into the light of the message, and we have already, Brother Jason, 11 translations in their language. Oh, my. In different stages of completion, mm-hmm. and so it's wonderful to get the message to them.
0: Yeah. Incredible. So let me tell
1: you another story. Yes, please. I don't mean to keep going, but I could talk all day <laughs> about Ethiopia.
0: Yeah, that's great. No.
1: So Brother Bus and Brother Paul were back in Ethiopia, and uh, or in Addis Ababa. I'm okay. I'm sorry. On one of their trips into Ethiopia, mm-hmm. they were in the capital city, and they were walking down the street, headed back to their their hotel room. Okay. And, and so they were as it was getting into the evening time. Uh, there were some ladies of the evening, as we would say, out on the street. Okay, and, yeah. uh, and so they were walking down the street, and one of the women uh, began to call to them, hoping for some business. Mm-hmm. So they, they just kind of ignored it and began to walk away. I, I, something struck, I think it was Brother Paul's heart, and says, you know, maybe we should tell her about the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. Maybe she's a predestinated seed. Amen. And this woman's name was Marta. And uh, and they uh, turned around and, and went back to her and says, we'd like to talk to you about something. And she thought she might have got some business, but yeah. she got something uh, that was more worthy than silver or gold. Amen. Yes. And uh, the Lord began to speak to her heart. And uh, she uh, listened as the brothers shared with her the saving grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and mm. uh, showed her. Uh, that she needed to be saved and baptized. This young woman, you know, sometimes we wonder what makes them do what they do. This young woman was an orphan. Mm. And from 12 years old, she had no parents to take care of her. The only way that she could provide food was to live this kind of a lifestyle. And so from that young, tender age, uh, she suffered a lot in her life. But God brought the Word by her way, just like the woman at the well. Amen just like the woman that washed Jesus' feet. You know, that, that uh, God is not limited to just religious people. He brought the word to this woman, and she was miraculously saved and set free from that kind of a lifestyle, Brother Jason, and is still serving the Lord to this day. I met her and interviewed her personally oh. uh, two years later after the fact that she had been saved.
0: Oh, praise the Lord. So we got we've had about three minutes left here. I want I want to know. I, I know there's a there is a church there now. As far as I yes. recall, there was a uh, a minister there that accepted the message. So, um,
1: there is right? there is no minister there that accepted the message. No. Okay. Okay. no we don't have a local minister as yet. We have several brothers okay. that are very, becoming very solid in the message okay there are different ministers that embraced the message and I'll say it this way that became interested in the message okay. and even were baptized. okay okay and that's maybe what you're referring that's, to.
0: yeah, that's what I'm referring to Yes okay. okay
1: so there have been several ministers from several churches that have that have uh, embraced the message but are still uh very rudimentary or very not very deep in the message because number one they need the message in their language
0: yeah
1: and uh you know we're doing all that we can to support the translation there but they need the message in their language and uh they need to go further as you know than just receiving the revelation of the godhead and being baptized in true christian baptism And so it, there has been some inroads into some churches, even to the baptism of several ministers. But as yet, they have not raised up to begin to preach the message, as we would say.
0: Sure. So they're on, so we're
1: excited about.
0: Sorry. They're, they're no. So they're in. They're in the process. Uh, they haven't shut the door yeah. from Brother Bus or the different brothers that are coming there. But they haven't. Uh, they haven't. Uh, been fully introduced to the whole message or accepted and and brought it to the congregation, you'd say.
1: Exactly, exactly. Uh, But in the meantime, we've sponsored, because the the number of believers have grown, and uh, they need very much a place of worship. They outgrew uh, Brother Bus's apartment, and so they're all together in the country. There's probably been between 30 and 40 baptisms. Mm. So they're they're now in the capital city. There's a gathering of about twenty believers, and so we've uh, helped them to rent a space and uh, help them to purchase some equipment and and have a regular gathering, which will also provide them a place, an office place to work in translation. There's now three translators working there, two of them part time, and uh, and so they're uh, they're having regular meetings. I was privileged when I was there, Brother Jason, to. Uh, speak the last service in the apartment and the first service in the new church.
0: (laughs) Fantastic.
1: (laughs) And so that was a wonderful experience, and we helped them to get their feet on the ground there, and and they're pressing on. And there are new testimonies happening almost every week, Brother Jason, of people uh, embracing the message of the hour. Oh,
0: man, that's wonderful. And Brother Buss has moved there from Uganda now, and he lives in the capital city. Is that right?
1: That's correct. His family has just joined him there. Okay. And uh, they're working on the documentation for the family. Even the getting all the documentation, which he needed for permits to be able to live in the country, even oh. to get all that documentation is, we could almost say, miraculous in itself yeah. and how quickly it came together. And we're just thankful to the Lord that he's able now to stay there and minister and. and and shepherd that flock while God raises up local ministry.
0: That's wonderful. Praise the Lord. Well, it's well. All of us should be in prayer for this work in Ethiopia as well. What a what an exciting work! And I I I know, I know some Ethiopian uh, people here in the city. The Lord, the Lord, when we were doing outreach with amongst Somalis, led us mm-hmm. to walk down a road to a, another place, and we. He was kind of directing us to turn this way, turn that way, and we came and looked across the street, myself and two other brothers, and we saw this church letting out, and they're close to look like Somalis, but this is an Ethiopian church. So we went in and introduced ourselves and said, we don't know why we're here, but the Lord has led us here, and one of the members of the church brought us to the pastor, and so Mm. his name is uh, Seleshi. We met with him Mm -hmm. a few times, gave him a Church Ages book, and... You know, i think this conversation is inspiring me to to follow up with him and you know uh, let him know that there's going to be some translations of the man of god's uh books into to his language that'll be hopefully be released at some point soon here so this is exciting well, We've
1: got some right now on okay. the on, on messagehub.info message in the oromic and in the amharic language
0: okay so for everybody that is we're all experiencing peop- people uh, that speak another language, you know, use this as a tool. Uh, it's a fantastic tool. Uh, print some booklets out, give it as a gift to them, and say, you know, this is something that has changed my life and means the world to me, and uh, they have it available in, in your language, and I, I printed this off, and it's it's for you. I hope it's a blessing. If you have questions... I'm re- I'm ready to meet and talk with you about it at any time. So uh Amen. Thank you so much for having us on our ha- coming on, brother Tim. Uh really appreciate Amen. it and I've been blessed by listening to the the testimonies and how God is working around the world. So we know that it's not just limited to Ethiopia or Turkey or China, but God is moving through his bride uh worldwide. And Amen. We praise the Lord for that, Brother Tim. Yeah. Any any uh, words that you'd like to to leave with the listeners? That you'd like to finish up with something that's on your heart?
1: Well, you know, I think one of the most uh, important things is to remember: freely as you have received, freely give. Mm-hmm. And and you know, we have received a message that we weren't looking for, and God brought it by our way as believers. Uh, from whatever walk of life we came from, it has, like you have already said, it has changed our lives. Mm-hmm. It has brought us close to our Lord Jesus Christ okay. and uh, in its invisible union of the heavenly bridegroom and the earthly bride. And and we're so grateful to have received it, but we're not going anywhere. And we're not going anywhere in a rapture until God has redeemed and quickened that last predestinated seed. That's right. And our desire is to get the message into every kindred, tongue, and nation and and get it into the people's hands and to do it free of charge. And the, the translations are available free of charge on the Message Hub and uh, we want them to be available. And so uh, we just would want the people to pray for us and and do whatever they felt the Lord would have them to do to get the message out there to whomever is called predestinated to receive the light of the word. Amen.
0: Amen, that's absolutely right. And I love I love brother John Lay's testimony just a not a not a preacher but someone with a burden that he acted on that burden and God did something incredible. So, you know, those who are listening, if you have a burden on your heart, you you pray over that and you take action as God leads you. So, it doesn't matter if you're a minister or not. God can work through you to connect something, to bring something together. There's so many possibilities of what the Lord could be leading you to do, but you pay attention to that and you follow him. Don't look to any man, but look to Christ to lead you and to be your head. So, Amen. Well, thank you for being on, Brother Tim, and may the Lord bless you. And we'll be in prayer for the ongoing work. and uh there's a newsletter that you put out i think on a quarterly basis is that right
1: semi-annual
0: semi-annual and i really recommend going to uh, bibleway.org and getting acquainted with that work and and you can get that newsletter there how do how do people get that
1: uh, well, well we thing. will soon have uh, the ability to send it to them uh, but mm-hmm. basically what they need to do is just email Thus, their address. We'll send them a physical copy uh, every six months, and they can get updated on what's happening overseas in the mission field.
0: Wonderful. Well, God bless you, and thank you, everyone, for listening to this interview and to PTM Radio. You can visit us on the web at PTMRadio.com. If you have any questions or testimonies, you can email us at info at PTMRadio.com or call us at 612-293-6846.